Welcome to season three of My Study Journey. My name's Catherine and I'm your host of this eight-part podcast. In this season, we hear amazing stories of success following students who have ventured out into the real world after studying at TAFE Queensland. Where are they now? Today we have Eric who is joining us on the show. Eric studied at our Sunshine Coast campus. Commercial cookery. And that was about five years ago. Yeah, it started in like 2016 and finished at 17, so yeah. So you've been out in industry for about five years, so we're very lucky to have Eric on the show to come and have a chat with us about what life is like and what your opportunities are post-graduating. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I was born in South Korea, very small, tiny town, covered with a lot of mountain and buildings, very calm and beautiful scenery as well. I used to be a teacher. What did you teach? English grammar. Very simple and very basic stuff for kids, teenagers. I just live with my parents and with my sister. And do you all live together when you're yeah, all live together? Yeah, right. when, I, when I was little, yeah. So, how old were you when you were thinking about coming to Australia and studying? Coming to Australia, 2003. I decided to go to Australia is because it's kind of very really, um, strange because when you teach some different languages to people who want to learn different languages, I think the teacher is supposed to be on that country where they use the language as a first language. Okay, yeah. Because I just realized the language is it's not just about the language. It's just all, all about the culture and experience. So if you don't have any experience to teach somebody, I think it's going to be really ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I realized. Yeah. So I just decided to come to Australia 2003 with working holiday visa in Noosa. Once you got off the plane... What was going through your mind? Well, the weather was amazing, beautiful yeah. scenery. Very opposite compared to our country's weather. Because if it's a winter, Australia is very hot summer. Mm. And also um, the people is very nice. I already enrolled the language school because I need to. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like six months or something. And uh, yeah, it was fun, like making a lot of friends. So you did a commercial cookery diploma. What led you to hospitality or cookery or that whole industry? One of my like very crucial moments, I was at home and I came across very interesting video about the very young English guy who's working as a chef, Jamie Oliver. So now let's just take a little curveball. A secret ingredient. He actually um, threw out a torch whole capsicum because it looks like a shoe chili. So I thought it was like a big chili. Right. But I just realized it was a capsicum. Because in the States and yeah. some other places, yeah. they don't actually call it a capsicum. They call it a pepper. And then peppers, right? Just get it. Put your thumb in the little stalky part here. Push it through. Korea, we don't have any capsicum. Maybe now, but right. back in the day, like 15 years ago, mm. there's nothing like that. He just like a torch. <laughs> yeah. The big chili. Yeah. And then chuck it in a bowl and then wrap it up. He just make like a green salad, chopped it in all the different green herbs and vegetable as well and chuck it in the bowl. He said red wine vinegar. Oh yeah. Red wine vinegar. <laughs> wine vinegar. Wow, what was it? And then last but not least, two tablespoons of red wine vinegar. Yeah. And then he just like a drizzle some uh, red wine vinegar in the bowl and he said, I'm just going to give a tangy flavor. Ooh. This very interesting moment that I heard a lot of different words that I never yeah. heard about it. And then I look in his face 
He looks so happy yeah. to make some food. What if I just become a chef? Unfortunately, there's no information that I can get. How many years I have to study or how much do I pay for the tuition? As Is a that in South Korea? In South Korea, there's no idea. So we don't have any culinary schools like a TAFE, anything like that. There's nothing like teaching you like hygiene or managing conflict or like sustainable practice or something like that. No, yeah. there's no curriculum like that. When you were growing up, who did all the cooking in your house? My father and mom is a chef. Your mom and dad are yeah. chefs? There you go, yeah. When I came into Australia, I was in the backpackers. Having a great time. I cook every single day. Really? I never done it before. I was shocked by the way. I was surprised by myself. Yeah. What am I doing? I feeding the people that I love. I just go to Coles and Uwas and I just try to check it, how good the ingredients are. And then it's like... And then you saw a capsicum. Yeah, the capsicum. Here you go. <laughs> Finally. Ah, this is, this is not a chili. <laughs> Typical capsicum. It's not chili though. It's not huge chili. Wow, capsicum. Yeah, there yeah. you are. How long were you in Australia before you decided to study at Tech Queensland? I was back after one and a half years, 2005, the very first visit in Australia as a working holiday visa holder. You came here in 2003, but then you went back home? Yeah. Okay, for how long were you back home for? 10 years. During the 10 years, I just kept thinking about it. Yeah. And I just got a job as a cleaner and a dishwasher and a kitchen and all the stuff because my English was terrible. Very basic and simple conversation works. Mm. But then when they just ask you about your life, I was stuck and then I was frustrating. So I call it taxi talk. When you're in a taxi and they say, where are you from? How old are you? Um, what do you do for a job? Those things are really easy to get answer, to get involved with when you're learning a different yeah. language. As soon as they start asking you anything more than taxi talk, it's extremely hard. So you had taxi talk down pat. Yeah. Still my uh, passion about cooking and chef just growing and growing and growing and then that moment i just realized i think i need to study i need some great expertise and i just try to find it everything italy's and denmark you were looking at other countries to see what schools they had to learn yeah. to be a chef of course because if you make an italian food like a pasta or pizza mm. but you never been in italy it doesn't make any sense because food is also one of the cultural thing which is very crucial, very like fundamental thing. What is the best decision that I can make? What kind of country that I can go? Australia, I've been there. I'm pretty confident about it. I know what exactly it looks like. And I just found out there is a TAFE, technical education. This is what I'm looking for. They got a lot of core units such as sustainable practice and uh, managing conflict with your manager and uh, all the professional hygiene stuff and then like special diet for like vegan and vegetarian mm. which I never heard about before in my life, entire life before I just came in Australia Yeah, because there's no such a thing in Korea as well. Once you had a look at all the different schools and you decided that it was Australia because oh, that's yeah. where you feel most comfortable. Yeah. What was the process on actually making that decision? I think there's a three important thing you have to do before you click the button to buy the ticket to Australia. Mm -hmm. First one, English capacity. Yeah. Listening. 
speaking, all this yeah. stuff, which is very, very fundamental. And uh, second one, the money. If you want to have a good trip over here, you need to prepare. Prepare, yeah. yeah. You need to be mindful of it. Yeah. Although are you going to... Sleep in a park. Yeah. <laughs> and the last one, which is last but not least, is a very important thing. Because uh -huh. when I was back then, 2005, in a working holiday visa, I was very, very lonely. I just promised by myself, if I came back to Australia, I definitely bring someone that I love and then spending in my restaurant my life together in right, Australia okay. as a like second hometown, whatever it's called. Yeah. And I met my wife. We just worked together. Right, okay. And then we just like keep thinking about our future. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? I don't know. We had an at-work romance, basically, is what you're yeah. telling me. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of secret though happening over there. Yeah. I got and a, she was on board. She was on board. Oh, wow, that's she, cool. She's a little bit intimidated and a little bit worried about it. But guess what? She's like living in a dream right now. She loves and her life as well. Like a nice and easy and a luxury. Sunny, yeah. Beach. Sunny and beach, yeah. Yeah. Surfboards everywhere. Yeah, skateboards so, everywhere. Yeah. When you got to Australia and you're in Noosa, did you just start studying straight away? Yeah. I didn't start it at the tape first because I need my English capacity to brush up a little bit because I need a score of IELTS. Okay, yep. So it's kind of like a mandatory to go to language school first and then take the test and relevant results to enter to enter the tape school first. Yeah. So I did it, fortunately, and then just like plug yeah. to the tape school right away. What was it like to study at TAFE Queensland in commercial cookery? Oh, it was fun. There's a lot of good memories. So the first one, amazing teachers. They are very respectful because they have a lot of different experience as a chef, manager, owner so every single time i got a problem with it i always just go and ask them and i gotta always write answer it so i was in the tape simultaneously i worked as a chef in the restaurant as well it was really really great help just because when you get in trouble you just go to teacher ask them and they're gonna give me a right answer how long is the diploma of commercial cookery how long yeah, how long did it, it take you to study? It was a whole two years. Full two years, okay. Yeah, so um, one and a half years for commercial cookery certificate full, and then after the diploma of that. As soon as you graduated, then you started working full time? Yeah. What is it like to be a chef? Chef in Australia. Well, I mean, it depends what kind of industry as a restaurant. Like what but, cuisine? Uh, it was modern Australian cuisine, which is very fancy and fine dining stuff. The restaurant name is Rikis in Nusa. We produce seafood-based food. What's your favorite thing to cook? Fish, whole fish, on the char grills, put it in the oven, get a cooking up in the middle, take it off until just finish, and then put some like, I don't know, chimichurri on the top. Mm. Oof. <laughs> and then just lemon juice just drizzle down. And maybe you can just like, I don't know, it could be potatoes, it could be like mashed potatoes, or just like cook and uh, create quality of olive oil. Mm. You, you can just put in some uh, balsamic vinegar as well. I don't yeah. know. Anything could happen. Where are you working now? Now I just moved to some young guys in Nusa. It's kind of like a modern Asian restaurant. I feel like I'm like, uh, living in a hometown right now because mm -hmm. I've got almost six years job experience in modern Asian restaurant, mm -hmm. which is phenomenal because mm. as an Asian pilot, I don't have any chance to experience those kind of things as a French techniques, mm. like using a lot of butter, butter, butter and drying stuff. Are you 
happy that you decided to go into commercial cookery. Is your passion and the thing that hooked you in by watching that Jamie Oliver video of, of making food for people that you love? Absolutely. Are you fulfilling that right now? Absolutely. My field meme on just like higher than that I expected. What do you want to do with your future? Well, of course, I want to own my own restaurant. Okay. Small bistro. It's going to be very Korean. When you are far away from your home country, in the first place, I was so excited because you can do just whatever you want and yeah. you can be anyone and who cares? Like, yeah. there's no parents, there's no people who you know. If you do like something crazy or like stupid, I don't care because I don't know anyone. You're free. I'm free. I'm a free man, like a bird. But then suddenly you just realize wow, my genuine roots is from my home country, South Korea. That's good to hear that. But normally, like the people in Australia, they eat a lot of bread some pasta or pizza whatever whatever they call but we don't so fortunately today when you came to be interviewed we were extremely lucky because you bought us some of your kimchi oh yeah we did do a little bit of a taste tester it is absolutely delicious yeah. and we're very thankful that you brought it so are you going to include that into your korean restaurant absolutely there's a lot of ideas that i just come up with for my own shop or restaurant I don't know what it's going to look like, mm. but definitely I'm going to use my own kimchi and I'm going to use it on my own soy sauce. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty hard to make it, but I know how to do it. But yeah. it's just like time. Yeah. Time makes any difference. And time, it's just like a nature makes it. I'm just going to lead on the nature and then just let it do it and yeah. then see how it goes. Because in Nusa, in the Sunshine Coast, such a great weather to make any kind of different fermentation stuff such as kimchi, of course, and uh, soy sauce and uh, fermented bean paste as well. I'm going to make my own gochujang, which is a chili pepper bean paste as well. Wow. I'm going to use all the items that I made to make my own food for yeah. my restaurant. come from two different passions obviously yeah. teaching and chefing so do you think that you would ever yeah. bring that back into it again it could be cooking classes right okay cool so hopefully there's a relevant place where i can set up some place around the corner i can demonstrate how to make a kimchi mm -hmm. how to make a soy sauce yeah. i mean it's of course time consuming task but also you can see how it works and then how can you learn as a person who calling into Korean culinary stuff. So yeah, yeah. it'll be excited. I think as well in Australia, fermenting's quite a big thing at the moment. It's a bit it of is. a trend. There's, you know, the kombucha and all that kind of stuff where you've got to grow the mother and all that kind of thing. So I think that that would be actually a really successful thing if you were able yeah. to, to start that. So I think that's a great idea. Are you able to just teach without having any qualifications or do you need to go and get a qualification? Oh, I actually, I asked a teacher at the tape, who's a Daryl. Hi, Daryl. <laughs> I mean, he studied training and assessment in the college located in Maruchido. Mm -hmm. And then he just introduced me about the courses. And then it was amazing though, because if you want to teach or do the class, like a cooking class, you kind of need to like cert certified or qualified to do things, to do things properly in Australia. 
So I just um, met Daryl and then asked him about some uh, specific ideas. And, and actually, he just gave me his books as well. Oh, wow. For free. Yay. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks, Daryl, again. <laughs> so you're going to do a certificate for in training and assessment. Yeah. That's going to give you the legal requirements to be able to host and teach people in your business. Exactly. That's exactly. amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's not going to be easy, but as long as you are keen on just to brush up your ability or like your excitement mm. to do something for your career as a teacher or anything like that, it'll be very helpful and it'll be awesome. Is there any advice you would give someone around choosing what they want to study? It'll be very silly if you don't do anything like brushing up your like English skills or anything like that. It's gonna be very hard. If you standing in the middle of the kitchen, the restaurant, if you don't understand what they're saying, if you don't understand what they ask you to do something in English, mm. what are you gonna do? Yeah. You're gonna be look like um, stupid. Yeah, yeah. You don't wanna be like that. So I would say if you're there, anyone who has any plan or interested in taking a tech class as a commercial cookery, you probably need uh, some practical English skills. I want to be a chef. So I love watching documentary stuff. Netflix, there's a lot of documentary stuff about being a chef and about the chef life and their passion is about cooking or other stuff. The title was, I think, Chef's Table. Why don't we serve something very provocative every episode brings one single chef's lives and ups and downs the passion about the food especially you know the ben sherry who's on the arika in melbourne i'm from uh, from new zealand originally i moved to uh, melbourne uh, eight or nine years ago just needed to expand my knowledge i suppose as a chef there's one episode about him he's actually from new zealand he's a kiwi but then he just um went to the melbourne and started working as a cooks and then he just uh, finally get his own restaurant as an Erika in Melbourne right now. You guys should go there. If you're like foodie or like if you're keen on different type of food experience, yeah. you should go for it. But I just want to say something about what he said in the episode. In the episode he said when he was 14, he got a job in a small place run by a brother and sister. From the little cutout in the wall of the kitchen, he can see into the dining room he could see lots of customers eat his food. He said it was the most incredible feeling. And then he said, I was hooked. I know expression, the hooked for you guys is pretty casual. But for me, when you're hooked, it's predominant. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So, and it comes from hook, line, and sinker, which um, as a saying in English, if you're hooked, it basically means if you're fishing for a fish, and the fish is hooked, so it means you're going there, you're doing it, it's happening, you're you're into it. So Just do what it means no matter what. Yeah. yeah. If you could sum up your time in Australia and chefing and your time in industry, how would you sum it up? Wow, it's been like almost like 20 years since I came in Australia and living my dream, even though I don't know what to say in English at the time. But now I can have an opportunity to have you guys and talking about my study journey at the TAFE and um, talking about my future plan about it. It's quite very surreal and very nice. And then sharing my uh, time as well. I don't know what's going to happen, 
but I'm so excited and I'm so happy to have you guys because I believe you guys watch me do something and then you're going to be my friends and then telling me you're doing great no matter what so yeah so um I think that's my last word Eric we are so proud of you we do watch your story um on your Instagram it's so obvious that you have such a passion towards chefing you're such a positive person you're such a chilled person you're a great student that we love to promote to the world because I think that people can relate to you and you've got such an awesome story. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come here and sit with us and have a chat about your amazing study journey and what it's like in industry. It's an eye into the industry as an international student, as someone who's speaking in a second language and it's extremely interesting and yeah, we're, we're super proud of you. So thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for me. If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland, visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the International tab at the top of the page. That's tafeqld.edu.au.